Welcome to Life with Lori. Today is part two with Lori's special guest, author Michael Gibson, grandson of our friend and relationship expert, Gary Smalley. And now here's your host, Lori Grand Baker. Hello, everybody. I hope you're having a blessed day today. We have our special guest. He's back with us. You saw him a few weeks ago. And I might even replace some of these broadcasts because they are that good. It's all about relationships. And this is one of my favorite people in the world. I've known him since he was a little boy, but now he's a great big grown-up man. And he teaches me, even as we've been broadcasting and talking with you, and even when he was on the Jim Baker show recently, it's just been so much fun to have Michael Gibson with us. Oh, thank you, Michael, for coming you. back. Thank I love you so, you so much. much. I love you. He looks just like he did when he was a little kid. Sorry that I have to go back there, Michael, <laughs> but you know, as oh, I love people, it. We, we just have to do that. Oh. But, you know, um, one of the great gifts in life to Jim, my husband, mm. myself, my children, our complete family was your grandfather, mm. Gary Smalley. And I know that he ministered to many people, millions and millions and millions of people throughout the years. And we're looking at pictures of Gary right there. And, you know, I, I just have to tell this one. I just, something just came to me, Michael. Oh, my oh. goodness. I have so many stories <laughs> in my mind that, yeah. of course, this would come to me. But I got to tell you something that happened when, and I think we might have talked about it on the Jim Baker show, but... I remember when we first arrived to Branson, Missouri, mm -hmm. we came from the panhandle of Florida. Mm -hmm. Literally, we lived in, they called it the possum capital of the world. <laughs> I didn't know where Jim would take him. No I said, way. I will follow you wherever I go. Oh, yes. And so, I mean, you know, I'm born and raised in Phoenix, Arizona, <laughs> you know, and then, yeah. and then we live in LA for a year. Yeah. And then we live in Charlotte, North Carolina for a year. Oh. And then... We moved to the possum capital of the world. <laughs> Isn't that great? That's and amazing. I'm like, what's wow. the city girl doing in the possum capital? <laughs> but it turned out to be such a beautiful time of our lives because those were the, the those few years there were the years where God gave us our children. I brought them out from mm -hmm. Phoenix, from the inner city of Phoenix, yeah. and we adopted the children then and we became a family. Mm -hmm. And so then the next thing I know. It feels like it was like all of a sudden, literally within three weeks, um, Mr. Crawford, who was helping us find property anywhere to do TV from, because we knew we were going to go back on television. Jim was going to go back on TV. Yeah. And so Mr. Crawford said, I have a, I bought an old restaurant here in Branson, Missouri, you know, pack up your ministry. So in three weeks, seven kids, a dog. Mondo and um, my mom. Wow. And we packed up and we literally caravaned out here, uh, not knowing where we were going. Wow. I had never been really. You know, really? what they call the flyover states. Yeah. I'd really never been. To Missouri? Or? Uh uh. No. Wow. I'd never, you know, I did, I did some outreach in like East LA, I mean, East Los, I mean, St. Louis. Yeah, you yeah. Know, did some, you know, things like that in my ministry years. But I'd really never experienced it. So, it was so precious. So we arrived here, oh. and there was a beautiful amount of people in a home that I didn't even know what home we were going to with all these kids. And all these, these people, these Christian people from around the community here were there unloading our trucks that arrived wow. before us. Wow. So that was such a huge blessing. Yeah. And the next thing I know, we get a phone call from your grandfather, 
Gary Smalley. Wow. Yeah, first person. Oh. Your grandfather and your beautiful grandma, Norma. I love yeah. Norma. Hi, oh, Norma. Yeah. I love you. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and they invited us to come out to be in their home mm. to welcome us to Branson, Missouri, with all these kids. I go, mm. Jim, no one invites us to go anywhere with all these kids. Like seven kids, plus Mondo, plus the dog. Yeah, didn't take the dog, left the dog at home. But mom, yeah. we all went, like nine of us went oh. over, and they actually had us over at your uncle, Michael and Amy, um, mm. at their home, and yeah. Garrett with Gary and Norma. On the lake, and right? On the lake, and had a beautiful, beautiful dinner for us all. Oh. And just they just wanted to say, welcome. We love you. Oh. We believe in you. Wow. And that was our first meeting yeah. with your family. Wow. Isn't that precious? That is so cool. Right. That is so cool. It is so cool. You know, people ask me all the time, they say, Michael, why do you stay in Missouri? Why do you stay mm -hmm. in the Ozarks? And, mm -hmm. you know, I love being, I love this area because the people here are so loving. They are. They're so loving. They and, really and are. They, um, I think that relationships, this is one of the rare parts of the country these days that mm -hmm. people really take their relationships, their families seriously. And, That's right. And so I love being a part of an environment that really inspires me with what I do. And so, yes. um, and so, you know, there's so many great individuals that there are um, that have inspired me and that continue to inspire me. And I learn from all yes, the time. You are always so, learning and, um, and you're, you're, you're a sponge and you know, you've had the amazing opportunity to have your grandfather who's now with the Lord in heaven, but the amazing opportunity to learn from him and learn under him. He would take you all the time. I can remember when him bringing you over to Studio City Cafe when we first yeah. started yeah. and bringing you as a little guy over there. And, oh, I love that. And you just, just soaked everything. Oh, look at you. Oh. There you are. <laughs> yeah, and he actually has you talking. Uh, yeah. Isn't yeah. that the cutest? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so anyway, but Michael has a new book out that is so exciting. Everybody is going to want this book, especially at the price I got it for you. Yeah. Um, but it's called Real Life Love. Saying goodbye to the fairy tale and hello to true relationships. Michael Gibson, grandson of relationship expert and best-selling author, Gary Smalley. Now, your grandpa wrote how many books? About 60? He wrote 60 books. 60 books in his lifetime. Yeah. That's a big wow. Yeah. And he has been a relationship expert to so, to, to countless people, millions yeah. of people. Yeah. He, um, you know, I, uh, people tell me all the time, they say, uh, they say, do you know what kind of, what kind of an opportunity that you had? And, and, you know, I think as I get older, um, there's little things that happen to me in my life mm -hmm. and, and, um, that I think of, of my grandfather and just the gift that he gave me. Yes. And, um, but you know, I, I love it. I, I want to say this because, um, people, a lot of times other people in ministry will ask me, um, you know, how did you, why did you want to get involved and why do you, why do you want to live this calling that you have of following your grandfather's footsteps and how can I maybe encourage my kids to do the same thing yeah, yeah. and one of the encouraging things I always love to be able to um to be able to tell other people in ministry is is just uh, as much as you can get your kids or your grandkids or whoever in your family involved mm -hmm. in what you're doing yes bring them alongside of you so, that's how you plant the seed it is and that so is. for me I had a grandfather he that was that kind of threw you. me in the deep end and he so did. I remember the very first time coming to your show and and um I just thought it was going to be in the audience and he said no you're going to be up there and so <laughs> I was like, uh oh. So, um, and, uh, but you know, I, I, you were one of the very first people that ever believed in me. Aww. And you guys gave me an opportunity to be able to really, um, we're so proud of you. Thank you for yeah. saying, we're so proud of you too, because it's Aww. just exciting to believe in somebody and then see Aww. them 
work on it and come into what God's called them to do. Yeah. And to not negate the, those who have gone before you like your grandfather. Yeah. But to honor him. And I know he, and we talked about honor before on, on my show here. Yeah. And with your book here, you have seven principles in this yeah. book. And believe me, Michael and I could sit here and talk for hours with you. And this is so easy for us to sit and talk together about all of this. And so we, the, when we talked last time, we talked about honor. Yeah. We talked about serving. Mm -hmm. And how to you know to serve others? Yeah. And we talked about anger. Uh -huh. Did we talk about serving? No, we yeah. talked about anger. We, we talked, talked about, about anger, forgiveness, forgiveness. Yeah. Huge. Forgive and keep. You got to get this book, guys. It's just ten dollars on Life with Lori. Just ten dollars. That's an amazing price. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You want to buy a few? You probably can. Yeah. <laughs> that's cheaper for what I can Usually. buy. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but that's what I asked when I sell. I said, "Honey, I need my daughter." I said, "She runs this place." I said, "I want the best." price you could possibly get for Life with yeah, Lori. Yeah. Because remember, all, all the proceeds, anything that you purchase from Life with Lori, those, all those proceeds go to help fund Lori's house, the operating expenses. And we're just having so many babies. I got to get down there like just a couple this last week. More babies are being born uh, at Lori's house. And so to keep those operating expenses for those precious mamas and those babies, mm. um, every, all that, that will go straight to Lori's house. But Everybody needs this book. You know, there's a there's a chapter you have in here on one of the principles on memorizing God's word. Yeah. Now, I know that your grandfather was huge into that. Oh, he loved it. He loved it. In fact, that's what this book is all about. Change mm. your heart, change your life is, is all about. Um, you know, the Lord's uh, word has the incredible. I, I think that, you know, a lot of times whenever we think of God's word, mm -hmm. you know, I think we kind of become um, almost numb to the advice that God's word can literally um, pour. It's like pouring miracle grow in any area of our life, including relationships. True. And so when I was, um, when I was 10 years old, um, my grandfather, uh, he, he was practicing this and he, he really was finding that the more he was hiding God's word in his heart, memorizing and meditating mm -hmm. on God's word, he, he noticed that he started to treat my grandmother mm. better with more respect, mm -hmm. more love began to grow there with his kids, with his grandkids, with all of his staff at the ministry. And, uh, and so, That's you know, so I remember sitting in his office and he said, Hey, he said, do you really want to learn something powerful with me? And so, you know, it's such a unique way of being able to inspire, you mm -hmm. know, just like with just, he made, it's like a coach where he just made you want to run through walls. Yes. And so I remember I was thinking, yeah, yeah like, I, I want to learn key? Yeah. yeah, what is it, Grandpa? And he says, okay, he said, here's what we'll do. He said, I want you to do this with me. And he said, at the end, if you can, if you can memorize um, five scriptures, he said, we'll go on a fishing trip together. And so I thought, huh. That's awesome. And so, um, and so he, um, I remember Aww. that day he gave me the five verses he wanted me to memorize. And so a lot of some, several of them are, several of them are actually in this book. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and he, we went down to, uh, he had a little stream. You remember this. He mm -hmm. had a little stream that flowed kind of um, by his house. And so mm -hmm. we walked down there together and we got five smooth stones like what David had with, mm. uh, when he faced Goliath. And, and, he, um, and so I, I kept those stones in my pocket at school, wherever I went. And every single, every single time I'd feel those stones in my pocket, it would remind me to start you know, practicing, memorizing the scripture verses. That's and so, so and so one of the Smart. ones that really, I remember, I'll never forget was in James one nineteen, which is 
can be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. So good. And so, and wow. I remember, I remember, you wow. know, all suddenly, um, even when I was just ten years old, um, you know, when when I get in little arguments with my mom or sure. my sisters or something, you know. The thing is, you're, you have a strong-willed mom. I do. Yeah, she's I, amazing. I was raised by a very strong woman. And I so, love her. Yeah, yeah, she's incredible. And and so, you know, I mean, we're also we're just the same. And so, <laughs> you know, by the way, if you if you ever have arguments with somebody in uh -huh. your family a lot, yeah, probably it's because you're actually really similar. Uh -huh. so we'll, we'll talk about personalities in a second. Yeah, yeah, we and, are. Um, and uh, and so, so sometimes we clash, you know. Yeah. And so I remember one particular time, I think I'd forgotten my homework at school or something. Mm -hmm. And um, and so, you know, my mom and I were just about to get in this in this huge argument. But then that verse popped into my mind. Be quick to listen, mm. slow to speak. And so I started listening to what she was saying, wow. really starting to figure out well, what exactly does my mom feel whenever whenever I make this mistake. Right. And then um, so because, you know, listening is something that's so valuable. Yeah. And I think a lot of us really neglect when it comes to our relationships. We do. That's something I know I have to work on a lot, and especially yeah. when, when raising the children. It was just like, oh, man, I didn't listen to them enough. Yeah. You know, I was quick to like, yeah, know, yeah. where's your homework? You know, why are you doing <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And, wow, that's so good. And so it's these little verses that can really help you be able to um, really help you in your relationships. And, mm -hmm. and one of them also for me was Philippians 4, 8, 9. Think only these eight things, whatever is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, adorable, excellent, worthy of praise. Oh, and um, and yeah. so uh, wouldn't it be amazing if we could think about our loved ones and the people that the Lord gives us to be in relationship with, with those eight things. Yeah. So what an honoring thing to be able to, to think about your, uh, think about your loved ones. And so for That's me, memorizing so scripture changed everything for me when it came to my relationships. And it still does. And those still verses, does. it's been 15 years and wow. 16 years. And, and, and that was the beginning for you of yeah. getting that, hiding that word in your heart. Mm -hmm. And it really works on your relationships. Yeah. That's beautiful. Okay, so memorizing God's word, and you can get into this much deeper in Michael's book when you when you get his book. Just call us at 1-888-777-3530 or go to ptlshop.com forward slash life with Lori. Now, okay, so then let's go into this part because of our, because this is just a 30-minute show, Michael. I could sit here I with know, you for at least for hours. An hour, hours, hours. Yeah. This is so good. Of servanthood. Yes. Let's talk about servanthood real quick. I, I love that because I never really get to talk about servanthood I love on, servanthood. on interviews and things like this. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, servanthood is like jumping in the fast lane uh, towards great relationships. Mm. Because I think a lot of times whenever we think about relationships, we think, what can this person give me? Mm -hmm. and, and you kind of be, a lot of times it's really easy to be, to become me centered in relationships, True, but it's really having a change of posture mm -hmm. towards a relationship and being able to think, well, how can I actually, what can I do for this person? Mm -hmm. How can I help this person succeed? How can I help uh, this person be the best possible person they could be? Yeah. And really that's through servanthood. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So do you kind of, do you go by like their personality types or do you, yeah. how do you find to serve somebody? Well, I think every single person is different when it comes to being served. Mm -hmm. and, and this actually, when I was researching for this book, mm -hmm. um, that was one thing that I really was surprised about because a lot of, you know, I'll use the example of between me and my sister, Hannah. Right. Um, so Hannah yeah. and, and I have two sisters, uh, Hannah and Zoe. Right. Um, Zoe's our little Ethiopian princess. And, and um, she came into my life Sweet. when she was, I was 14 and I she was six that. months old. And, mm. and, um, and so they they both are such a big part of my life, and, and I, I wanted to be able to do things for them, and right. I wanted to be able to serve them. But, you know, I, I like to be served with um, with somebody spending time with me. Like quality time. Like quality like time. Like five love the, languages. five love languages. Yeah. yeah. We were talking about, like, what's your love language? Yeah. yeah. You love quality time. Love quality mm -hmm. time. And but theirs is maybe something different. Yeah. And so what I found with them is is um, I, I, I found that people like to be served really in two different ways. There's really two categories of people. And people either like to be served with the time 
time investments. So that mm-hmm. could be quality time. That could be uh, maybe donating some of your time to mm-hmm. do something like clean the kitchen or something along. Right. You know, yeah. there's something having to do with your time. Other people love to be served through a financial investment. Mm-hmm. And that's not superficial no. at, at all. Not it just at means all. that's how they like to be served. So exactly. these are the kind of people that, um, you know, if they're having a hard day at work, maybe come bring them their favorite Frappuccino from from oh, Starbucks or something, yeah. or, um, or one of the, my sister Hannah loves to be served with a financial investment, and so uh, my grandpa, you know, was so intuitive and knew that, and so what he used to do is is they used to go out on these little uh, Target dates where they would go to the to the department store Target, and they would sit there for hours, yes. and my my sister would go through every single Barbie doll, and would you know spend hours trying to pick out which one because uh-huh. she loved to be served with financial investment. Yeah. So, um purchasing that Barbie for my sister was such a huge deal that was huge and, um, so he 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 tuned into that quickly yeah found out how that grandchild likes to be served. yeah that's powerful okay yeah. so now you have this part in your book here it's so much fun because you get these little these little how do you say little quizzes little, uh, yeah person tests, yeah it's a little assessment yeah assessments okay yeah yeah how may i serve you so i mean i love this so jim did it and i did it and i actually oh. did it with one of my daughters and anyone <laughs> who had come around me that day right after you were the gym maker so I'm like, tell me real quick what do you do and i was circling it but it's kind of things like this, like, how may I serve you? So then you have, like, my ideal day is spent with someone by my side or gifts make me feel appreciated. Yeah. So yeah. I circle eight. So I have I have all these. And so I basically, Jim ba- basically comes up with um, all total of all A's. Wow. He has all 10 A's. So he loves to serve with a time investment. Exactly. Yeah. So when, when, whenever we were developing this chapter out, my, my publisher was like, you know, Michael, I'd love for you to be able to come up with something that um, that could really, for people could easily understand mm-hmm. what kind of, what how they like to be served. And so what we did was we came up with a personality or with a, kind of like a personality assessment, but it's a, an assessment for how you like to be served. How you so, like to be served. Isn't that good? Yeah. It so, helps you understand the people in your life yeah. a little bit more, even though you may think you like I did it with one of my daughters and I was a little surprised that hers was a little bit more on the financial and I would have not thought that about her but nothing bad about the financial investment it's just that she actually does like that if I said oh let me pay for you to get your hair cut today or whatever that is and that just means so much to her and I was surprised though because I thought her her love language was quality time but yet she likes to be served in a different way yeah interesting yeah oh I so this is something you could do in this book you'll love it I'm not going to go through it because of our time we can't go through it all yeah but it's so helpful because you know I I, I get emails all the time from from readers that say I gave this to my husband, gave this to my wife, gave this to my son, my uh, my best friend at work. Yes. And um, it's amazing how when you are able to really truly understand how do you serve this person, mm-hmm. it's that's where really where love begins to grow is oh, um, is because yeah. you uh, suddenly know how they um, how they like to be loved. Yeah. And, um, and so I, that's just been something that's uh, that's, that's been so a real good. encouragement for me. Even it's just hearing how people are really begin to embrace servanthood because yeah. they understand how somebody likes to be served. That's right. For maybe the first time. For the first time. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, man, I, I have so many stories about servanthood. I know I know <laughs> that when I was yeah. little things, like when I was in... Um, ministry school for, for almost 10 years, really. I was, but always all doing ministry. But I can remember just watching whoever was speaking mm. and thinking, 
I'm going to be the first one to get up there and get them some water. Like, why don't oh. they have water? Why doesn't somebody make sure they have water on the pulpit? You know, yeah. like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the first one to get up there. Not, it's almost like a competition. But at the same time, it's like, no, I just want to serve well. Yeah. You know, make sure that they feel welcome. They're, ser- they're, they're at home with us here, you know, wherever that is. If Absolutely. It's in a classroom setting or whatever. Yeah. Okay, so that's one thing. But now you also have another, how would you say this under the person? Understanding personality. Yeah. Personality, you say, is the DNA of real life love. Yeah, because each and every single one of us are so different. We are. You know, there's no no one, no two people are the same. No. And so... But which is beautiful. Which it, is incredible. Yes, yeah, I yes, love that. And yes. you know, my grandfather, um, he developed with Dr. John Trent this personality assessment that was, uh, it was four animals. Yes. So it was the lion, the otter, the beaver, and the golden retriever. That's right. And those those four animals represented a, uh, a certain personality type. So the lion was your take charge personality mm-hmm. and your mm-hmm. golden retriever was your more sensitive personality. The otter was the fun loving and the beaver was the regimented, you know, mm-hmm. detailed person. Mm-hmm. And so when I was young, my, my grandfather and John actually wrote this book for kids called the treasure tree. Mm-hmm. And so I remember my mom reading that to me for the very first time. And, and from that moment on, it made um, going through school easier for me because I understood, Oh, my teacher's more of a lion personality. Mm-hmm. So she must, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so she's kind of a take charge mm-hmm. her way or the highway. Right. And so I was able to kind of, um, you know, structure our relationship around it and the way I talked to her, the way I treated her around her personality. Yeah. And so, which I think is an honoring thing is whenever you can really uh, acknowledge somebody's personality and, and, and um, you know, uh, articulate your conversations around that person's yeah, personality. Yeah, that's so good. That's yeah. so true. And then also there, you have in there about the, the yada assessment. Yada assessment, now yes. Now tell us what that means. This was something this that... This is all in his book. You're all, you're all going to want to do this. Yeah, yes. it's revolutionized my life is, is so uh, one of my dear friends his name is Dr. Les Parrott yeah and um, Les is uh, he's, tell us who he is he's sold millions of books he's actually the co-founder of eHarmony Marriage right and so all of those couples out there that if you've met on eHarmony uh-huh. you have Dr. Les Parrott to thank I have because, a very good friend who met her husband on eHarmony yeah. and they have a beautiful relationship so that little yes. test you take uh-huh. that was Dr. Parrott so okay. he put that together and so he's matched you know I think over 600,000 couples have found each other so far my. on eHarmony and so he's had a huge, huge, huge impact on so many people's lives. And, and one of the things that he loved about uh, about this, it's just a, a little part of the eHarmony test, but mm-hmm. um, there's a, a part in there about your personality. Right. And Les found that so many people never really understood their personality to the full length. Mm-hmm. And so we were mm-hmm. sitting together. Um, he lives in Seattle, Washington. Mm-hmm. We're sitting together at this little Italian restaurant near his home in, in, in Seattle. And he said, Michael, he said, you're never going to believe what I've developed. And so he started taking me through the Yada assessment. And he gave me, it was just in the development stages, mm-hmm. but he gave me this um, this code where I could go in and take the test. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I love personalities. In fact, yes, I even too. say in this in the book that personality was my favorite chapter to write because mm-hmm. I love personalities. Me I think too. it's fascinating. And it so is fascinating. Here's what I love about the yacht assessment, though, is that it uses the science that that Les developed mm-hmm. for um, uh, for the for the eHarmony mm-hmm. test. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, whenever you take this personality assessment, mm-hmm. um, there's there's uh, no uh, no assessment is is like the other. 
So there's 30,000 variables that go into this assessment. So the little wow. paragraphs you're reading about yes, yourself, yes. nobody else has those. Wow. Those are unique to you. That's interesting. And so, but really, there, uh, Les found that there's really, um, uh, there's really four different categories somebody could align themselves with. Mm -hmm. And so the first one is you're, is you're either task-oriented right. or people-oriented. Exactly. And by the way, uh, you and I were talking about this before we, uh -huh. before we started taping, mm -hmm. that no personality is wrong. Right. That's right. It's how God made you. Exactly. It's exactly how he made you from conception. Yeah. How God made you. So just because you're task-oriented, yeah. it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. No. It just means that's how you see life. That's right. And so it gives you, it gives, you open up the door to the other people in your life being able to see, oh, that's why like, Lori does that. Uh -huh. well, that's why Michael does exactly. that. Exactly. I mean, I appreciate the task-oriented people around me. Yeah. Because I'm not as task-oriented. I'm more the people-oriented. Exactly. So and when I could just look at this and I can just go task-oriented, driven, clearly defined goals, work from a to-do list, concentrated and focused, gets it done now. Then this one is kind of funny, intimidating. But anyway, I'm task-oriented. But you know what? I love task-oriented people all around me to help get, yeah. because my love language is having someone come up and help me get things done. Oh, Serve. servanthood. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So when you put all that together, it's so fascinating to get to know yourself. Yeah. But people-oriented is nurturing, heartfelt connections, spontaneous, easily distracted, procrastinate, warm, and friendly. Yeah. And then he also talks about, or you talk about, are you fast? paced or slow paced and then you go into that yeah exactly so really um you know with when with describing people oriented versus task oriented one way one example i like to use is whenever you go and get your groceries mm -hmm. task oriented people are like every single finger has a bag and you're trying to do this as quickly as possible right. because you have other things on your to-do list yes. you get to but people oriented which is what you and i are yes we love to just take one bag at a time because we're hoping somebody will be you know in the driveway or something <laughs> and you're waving and wanting to talk to somebody yes. so because you're more people oriented exactly and so it's but then on the, on the flip side, fast-paced, slow-paced people, it's like picking out a, um, a, a sweater at, mm -hmm. uh, at a department store. Mm -hmm. Fast, um, uh, uh, you know, fast-paced people are like, got to get it done right now. Got to go in there, got to get the sweater, mm -hmm. bag it, buy it. Mm -hmm. But um, but on the flip side, slow-paced people love to do their research and they love to ask the clerk, is this going to fade over time? Oh, yeah. I'm not that person at all. Oh, God. <laughs> You're freeing me up, Michael. Yeah. I can set free right now. Yeah. <laughs> I am not that person, but I love the people who do the research i yeah. gotta tell you that yeah, and yeah. i pre and love having them around me yeah so that we can all accomplish the things that god has set us on this earth to do exactly for his glory it's beautiful it's amazing gosh michael our time's already up can you oh believe this goodness. we could go on and on and on this is why everybody Everybody needs to get this book. It'll help you understand yourself. It'll help you understand others around you. Yeah. And it'll help just you become the best you that God's created you to be. Yeah. So for $10, isn't that amazing? That price, is Michael, amazing. I can't wow. Thank you, Nana, for that. That's my nickname for my daughter. Thank you, honey. <laughs> um, because we appreciate it because we want every single one of you. We want all of you to become everything God's created you to be and live in his perfect will for your life. That's why he puts you on this earth. We're here to love him and be in relationship with him and then to love others and, and as we love him and love ourselves. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that the legacy of your great-grandfather, mm -hmm. your grandfather, 
Gary Smalley, yeah. and your precious grandma, Norma. I love you, Norma. I yeah. said it already, but I got to say it again. <laughs> your wonderful mom and dad, Roger and Carrie, give them my love, please. I and will. your uncles. I mean, you have the best uncles. You just have an amazing family. It's not, oh. You guys aren't a perfect family. Uh, yeah, then yeah. We're not a perfect family either, just oh. so everybody knows. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we so love, we love each other, yeah. and we love your family. We love oh. the Smalley Gibson family. With well, we all love our the bakers hearts. with all our hearts. <laughs> So, I know yeah, yeah. So for now, our time is up. We have to say goodbye, but I do want to remember remember to go go to the website and you can see all of my skincare line. I'm getting a lot of reviews. People are loving it. People who I didn't even think would love it are loving it. And like I said the other day, I even caught Jim putting some of my eye cream on. Yeah. So I'm like, honey, <laughs> get it on up there then. You know, he just turned 80 years old. So the men are loving it too. So um, you can you can get the whole beautiful set for, for a gift of $130 or you can buy them individually and you can get, for instance, this week, I'll say the day and night moisturizer for $50. It's compared to like $150 literally because it's so full of uh, vitamin C, which is, so, and it's high quality vitamin C, which you don't have to worry about this for a while, Michael, but you know, <laughs> it fights fine lines and wrinkles in here, ladies. Let's just put it that way. And men. So, but for now we have to go. So call me at 1-888-777-3530 or go to ptlshop.com forward slash life with Lori and all the proceeds go to help keep Lori's house, all the funding, operating expenses for Lori's house, the ministry of hope and healing and saving the unborn babies, those precious babies and their mamas too. So we love you and thank you, Michael. Thank I loved you. having you. So much fun. Thank you I for love coming. This. We love you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching the broadcast with Lori Graham Baker. To help support our broadcast ministry through the purchase of any of the items shown, please call 1-888-777-3530. Or you can go online to www.ptlshop.com forward slash Life with Lori. Thank you for your prayers and support that helps keep us broadcasting around the world.